0: You're listening to the Coventry Sphinx podcast. You can follow the fortunes of our football club on Twitter, where we're at Coventry Sphinx or at CoventrySphinx.co.uk. If you like the show, please take a moment to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating or a review. For more podcasts from Sphinx Football, visit SphinxFootball.com. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Coventry Sphinx podcast with me, Chris Nee, and Sean Thomas, one of the joint first team managers at the club. This is a podcast about a football club from one Saturday to the next and everything in between. No Sean this week because I've lined up a player instead, but we haven't focused on recent matches themselves, which is just as well. Last Monday we were back at Romulus where a 2-0 loss felt like a bit of a wake-up call. And then on Saturday we played Town at home and lost 3-1. We can't have any complaints about that result and there's work to be done. In better news, this week also brought us the draw for the first round proper of the Bill Base set feed VARs. On October 31st, we'll be reacquainting ourselves with Hina Town, who were in our division for a little while not so long ago. That's a massive game for us, and it's at home, and it's not one to miss. On to this week's podcast. Since the start of the season, I've wanted to spend some time talking to Lewis Guest, one of our first team defenders. Not about the present necessarily, but because he's been part of the club since he was six years old. After the game against Lye, that's exactly what we did. I've given Sean a week off, so I needed to bring in someone else to talk to, and guessed he's been good enough to step up to the plate. We are going to go all the way back to the beginning, but let's start with the present. You've had a long wait because of your suspension. It must feel broadly, not necessarily today, generally pretty good to be back out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, been a bit of a frustrating, frustrating start to the year for me on a personal level. Obviously, put myself in that position at the end of last year to pick up a hefty suspension. Then with COVID, um obviously it would have been it would have been done before the end of the season. But with COVID, obviously that got carried into the start of this year. So it felt like forever. Um probably the longest pre-season I'll ever have, I think. And trust me, preseasons aren't getting any easier. But but yeah, I think for, yeah, certainly been good to be back. Obviously that's four four starts now, I think, in the last sort of ten, ten, eleven days. But yeah, do obviously love love being back out there. Um Sort of part of a, a great squad this year. Really, really pleased to be back out there. Obviously, disappointing
0: result today, but obviously go again. You were the only player at the start of the season who said i had a parachute on his back. <laughs> I've still got that
1: parachute <laughs> on my back. Uh, I don't think I'll ever lose that parachute. But yeah, I mean, I, w- I was doing... <laughs> Way into way into the start of season, I was still doing the parachutes at training, still doing the extra running after after sessions, after games, trying to get involved in warm ups, and uh, yeah, I mean it was a frustrating. What was it? Six games in total, watching the lads, and in some really really good games. Obviously we had FA Cup games, and they're never ones you want to miss. I mean Ilkeston with their following coming here, yeah, it hurt it hurt a little bit. Like you don't want to miss them games and. Obviously, I know a couple of people on the sort of ilkerson side of things, and it would have been nice to play against them but um yeah it's it's done now, and obviously you learn from that moving forward and I've sort of got to take a bit of a different perception when I suppose talking to referees and that type of thing this year and uh I suppose trying and i'm i'm probably I'm not the oldest, but I'm getting towards one of the older ones in the squad now we've got a lot of a lot of good young lads coming through. So I've got a I've got to sort of set an example alongside some others.
0: Let's rewind then. We're very proud of our junior section at the club and your proof that it works. So you joined at six or seven?
1: Yeah, six years old, yeah. So uh, you're uh, a Sphinx boy? Yeah. Born and bred, I think. Uh not actually from this side of side of Coventry, but I think Sphinx when I was when I was a kid, um, obviously it was my dad's choice at that time, but um, they had such a good reputation for doing things in the right way obviously i think at junior level it's probably changed a lot now and i'm not obviously very close to it at the moment but i think back then there was always a sphinx had a very positive reputation for doing things the right way you had a lot of managers that were all to win and it's not all about that at that age um and that's why my dad probably pushed me to go towards the sphinx and ultimately i probably wouldn't have known any otherwise at that stage but um yeah started over at I think it was over at Finham Park School on a Saturday morning with, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, I think it was John. And there was just, you know, you know masses of six-year-olds running around kicking a ball. And then, uh, yeah, started from there and here I am today.
0: Do <laughs> you think from six through to like 16, 17, was it a good place to learn football? Would you recommend it now that you're a parent as well?
1: Oh, 100%. Without, without a shadow of a doubt. I think you can even see it from sort of Danny and Joey's... Um, enthusiasm from top to bottom I remember Danny leading presentation nights and there was there was just hundreds of kids parents in one room and it was it was from top to bottom with one club and I think that still lives on today to be honest obviously it's it's a lot harder particularly now to get that many people in 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 one place but um yeah without without a shadow of a doubt I'd 100% recommend and obviously my little girl at the moment uh just got the one but um if she wants to play football, I, I don't think I'd look anywhere else.
0: Would you have played with the same sort of players all the way through the youth ranks? I guess they fall off year by year a little bit. Yeah,
1: I mean, some some of them. There's a, there's probably a, a handful of us that we've actually gone all the way through together or, you know, a couple of lads like year below, like even Downsy. Downsy today, he, he I knew he was a Sphinx lad, all, all, albeit we were a couple of years apart. I was slightly older, but, you know, in the past, you've had your, your Jackson Downies, your in my age group there was like the Rhys Dions of the world um we, we were we were all Sphinx lads sort of growing up Liam Rock them type of players they were they were all sort of Sphinx boys growing up and we had some great times like going away and you know Bournemouth weekends away and we were always we my, my team as a <coughs> as a junior was we were good but we always used to sort of get to the final and then we'd fall slightly short against the better team but no we had a we had a really good side and I think Towards the end, we we were pushing uh, our biggest rivals. Were sort of Christ the King, I think, all the way through. They used to we used to just get edged out, and then by the end of it, we managed to master it, and uh, we got we got over them. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the weird thing is, I, I look back now, and I think some of the some of the, the the lads that were highly rated when you're growing up, and I'm sure it's the same for like all the other lads in their in their junior teams. And everyone was like, "God, he's the he's the star. He's gonna make it. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. He'll play at a high level." They sort of, I think, I think it's when you hit those sort of teenage years they sort of drop off and other interests come into play, girls, beer, that type of thing. And yeah, but still, yeah, still, still keeping contact with a lot of lot of lads that I've played with growing up.
0: We all talk about football philosophy now, and you've mentioned that it wasn't necessarily all about winning. The focus here was player development, or a bit of both.
1: Definitely, player development was was the sort of key focus. I think naturally you want to play and win. Certainly, certainly when you get to an older age, probably ten and above, you you know what you, you know what you want to do as an individual. You want to win games and uh, that type of thing. I think, but from a from a Sphinx Football Club perspective, it was all about um, improving players, having successful teams, but m- making sure that you know we were bringing as many strong players through as possible. It wasn't um, it it was a squad focus. It was never just I need to play my best eleven to to win the game. Yeah, I think. I think it's. I think that still is the case. I mean, I know Tom Cudworth does a lot of work with Soccer Ox, and I don't. I don't know the, the. I don't have the full understanding of how that works, but you can see that there's there's just so many hungry children that want to play football coming coming in and around the Sphinx Club, and I mean it only bodes well for for the sort of as they grow up and the older teams then you sort of under nines, under tens, under elevens. I think it's a really positive sign and you know what, even even like look at our youth team this year, I mean, what's that, another four four in the squad today, five in the squad. Three started I think on uh Monday night. I'm I'm sort of guessing at the numbers, but I think that speaks for itself really. You can probably in you know, ask it ask the the other lads in there and ask the youth youth boys that, um, themselves and
0: I, I think they'd sort of say a similar story to what I'm saying here. Are you young enough to have played in the small-sided formats up to under nines and under eleven? Yeah. It was just it was eleven aside when I was eight years old. You
1: know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I was uh god whatever it was six aside, seven aside, and then uh, they. I think they've actually brought in now a nine aside, but that wasn't around when it was straight from sort of seven aside to to eleven aside, and um, it was sort of get onto a local park pitch on a Sunday morning, and it was a big jump, and I think that's where teams certainly like even successful teams are under sevens under eights and the nines they uh they're not always as successful should we say once once that transition but we were always quite fortunate i think um we had two quite quite strong teams they called it sphinx red and sphinx blue they not sort of you know first team second team it was sphinx red and sphinx blue and um yeah we were always quite we had two really competitive sides but but they were they were sort of treated as different like separate teams
0: i think you won a few things
1: yeah yeah definitely um I always remember Bedworth Nursing Cup. We had a real tight game. I mean, it was, and I say it was us and Cross the King. We were always chasing them in the league. Every final, it was us v Cross the King. It was that. It was that sort of format. It was like, unless we got drawn in the earlier rounds, it you know who you were meeting sort of thing at the end. And uh, it was no surprise when you got there on the day and you <laughs> you were facing them again. But um, yeah, we Bedworth Nursing Cup with the Sphinx. A league, I think we got into towards the the, uh, the back end. Yeah, I mean, it was... It's hard to it's hard to actually remember now. You're testing my memory, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, we we did win we did win a few trophies, and I, I I always remember the tours being the highlights of like my uh my younger years, and I don't know if they I think, I'm guessing they still go ahead now. I wouldn't know, but um I remember being absolutely gutted the one time, and we'd 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 absolutely stormed the group through flew into the final, but on the other side of the uh, of the draw was this team, and I can't remember where they were from, but they were set of big lads absolutely destroyed their sort of side of it and we I think we got nipped 1-0 in the in the final but it was like it was gutting but um yeah no I always we we always fell short on the tours but um yeah no we, we managed to win a few things
0: I was told <laughs> by your dad uh that you followed the first team
1: yeah yeah exactly right yeah so um when we I must have been sort of um 14 15 at the time and we we were always season to get told, to season to holders us at the city and uh used to go week in week out and it got it got that mind numbing expensive for what you were watching that we sort of like come away from it and i started playing on saturday morning in the midland premier for sphinx and it's it sort of got to the uh got to the stage of um you know we want, what what should we do with our saturday afternoon then so yeah we we i think we come to a couple of home games at first and then sort of got the bug for it and uh yeah you sort of Woody was in the side at the time, so obviously that's where I first sort of got introduced to him. But he was he was sort of probably eighteen, nineteen at the time, um, before he ha- had his sort of step up into a few higher teams. Um, Kyle Rhodes, which obviously many people know at the Sphinx, we used to used to watch him. Um, Jabba, Terry Ward, all of them like that still, you know, you see them around the club all the time now. And a lot of them have actually A.D. Fisher, a lot of them have got back involved, you know, Casey. Obviously he's out in Dubai now, but yeah, I mean we 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 used to follow them. It, it was a case of finish my game, quick shower and uh drive to wherever it was. And we used to we used to follow it home and away. Like obviously we we've got a, a very well respected small, you know, following that, that we really appreciate still now. And we 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 got like a bit of a bug for it. And um there, you know, there was places like Gornal Athletic and that <laughs> type of thing. And we used to we used to go all sorts of places. And the league's actually changed quite a lot now since back then or I believe obviously I wasn't playing at the time, but you know, there's a lot of different teams and obviously sadly some teams drop out with financial backing and that type of thing. But then also a lot of lot of new teams. You know, some of the teams we've seen in this league now over the last sort of four, five, six years, Hereford's, them type of teams, it's it's a very, very tough league, very competitive league. And I'm sure like Callum and those type of people that have played in it many years, they'd they'd definitely agree. You know, you've got probably lads lads in our league now that um really we we all know deep down that should be playing if not one maybe two two leagues above and sometimes obviously the the ease of less traveling and a bit of decent money can uh can, can control that I suppose at the moment but um it's definitely uh something like me and my dad always remember and uh yeah it was it was good and obviously like now when I when I play I, I totally appreciate all the supporters that come and watch because uh We've got neighbours that play in the same league, so they obviously attract a lot of people from Coventry and uh, obviously Coventry City where, you know, the likes of Ilkeston, a small, you know, condensed place where there's not sort of a major team around them. They get a, they get a real good following.
0: Do you consider yourself a Sphinx fan now?
1: <laughs> oh, I think it's ingrained, isn't it, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um, fan player, probably to be fan after I stop playing. <laughs>
0: so you, you started playing for the first team at 17? yeah uh, under luke hopkins
1: yeah luke hopkins was the was the manager at the time i actually took for the youth team i went and played um now don't slate me for this i went and played for stratford for the first year of my youth football i mean a really really good side we won the league and there was a bit of an upset between the management there and the sort of committee and the, the team sort of fell flat on its face so i uh i came back to play for the youth team at sphinx here with um wayne whitehouse at the time who many people know was always in, involved with the Sphinx Noj Starkey I think was involved at the time and yeah we, 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 we was playing for the youth team ticking along and I think at the time the first team weren't having the best of run falling short similar to what, what we have now when you've got a squad and then injury suspensions unavailable players hits you sort of get called upon and uh, I actually had I, I got my chance to start and I had quite a good run and uh, I had a really successful first year, year with the Sphinx we, managed, we were we were really struggling when I started and um the team managed to pull together and we, we 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 were sort of odds on to go down at one point and we managed to um, stay up really on going right. I think it went pretty much down to the wire and uh, I ended up winning a few votes at the end of the season. I think I picked up a couple of awards. I think it was me and Ricky Cutting was playing up front at the time and uh, we were sort of neck and neck with the trophy. So it was a really good, positive first year and then, uh, yeah, so that was, that was the start really at 17 and then obviously following that, I... Uh, obviously made the decision to go off to university. So it was quite a big thing with travelling back every week and Tuesday nights and that type of thing. So I uh, I had a couple of years, well, I had probably three years, I think it was. I joined, joined Dunkirk initially because I was in Nottingham. And then uh, we played against Shepshed on the, I think it was the boxing day actually of the of that year. And uh, Shepshed asked me to, to go over and have a look and have a conversation. And, and then I joined Shepshed and I was there then for probably the best part of three years. Which is a again really really good club um I had a bit of a nasty injury whilst I was there I did my a c l um so I was out for about i think it's about sixteen to eighteen months in the end, which was again another frustrating period but um makes you a bit stronger doesn't it and uh, you come back from that and then i uh, yeah and then i i then had a conversation and i think it was was it under Nibo or was it just before Nibbo started i i made i, I then came back to the sphinx and uh, been here since so I think it's probably
0: three four years maybe now i've been back did you have a couple of appearances just in the middle somewhere as well? Did you play for Dots at one point?
1: Yes, that was it. Yeah, that, uh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, Dutz, Dutz, Um, I've known Dutz for many years, obviously playing with Scott at, well, different places, but we were both at Coventry for a couple of years as kids and uh, sort of got to know Dutz there and yeah, came back and then I went off to, to Loughborough again, which was... The first time playing in sort of step four bit of a rough time with them we didn't we didn't do very well at all but again managed to to just sort of stay up with the skin of our teeth um and uh yeah then sort of came back and i've been back at the sphinx then ever
0: ever since so you had that time away because you were at university you made a success of uni football as well if i remember rightly yeah
1: yeah i had uh obviously i've got a lot of time for everyone at the sphinx but certainly some some of the uh some of my greatest memories now, I think, still sit with uni football and the level and the standard. Are, I think some people from the outside don't always respect it, but the level um, certainly these days is uh, sort of second to none. And there's a, again, there's a lot of connections with um, sort of the pro game now and people joining in after university football but yeah we had uh, so there was a few there was Jack Edwards who's an ex-Sphinx lad he was at he was at uni when when I first went up and uh, he sort of said look you've got to get involved got to get involved and obviously I, I wanted to so got in and I think as you go through there's, there's thousands of people check these yeah. trials it's like an absolute free for you sort of get a 30 minute slot to try and and I mean, you could you've seen me play. I'm not um I'm not exactly Pele and or Ronaldo. I'm not going to go and do ten <laughs> step overs and put one in the sort of the top corner. But um no, I uh well yeah got got the sorted with the the trials and then I think I had I was in the I was in the fourth team originally or something like that for the first game. Had a pretty good game first game. Next next thing you know, second team wanted me, so I went to the second team and I, I spent majority of that year then with the second team. But then um got a call up to the first team. Again, played played pretty well. I think got MOM on my first game, and uh, was with them then ever since. On it sort of, you know, they had a lot of lads that played like sort of the national league. So it was you had a lot of lads that were really, really re- well respected. Really good team. Um, took took it to the wire the first year, but we fell short slightly. Second year we um, again pretty similar, pretty strong. But at this point, we were in Division One, so there was we weren't in the t- in the top top league with your sort of uh, your Durham's and your. Those top of those top of universities and your your Loughboroughs. and uh yeah then so then I played finished second year and I took a year out to do a work placement, so I wasn't allowed to play the football and then I went back in my fourth year and we had a really really good year uh we won the league um and then it was a bit funny, so you sort of win the league, but you actually have to play a playoff then to to go into the top league um so it's it's yourself top of the other sort of region if you like, and then the bottom of the the prem mm-hmm. and that's where we'd sort of fell short previously, basically. But we actually beat our neighbours, University of Nottingham. Um, but then they managed to stay in the in the top league through beating the other team and likewise. But we, yeah, so we we went up and um, yeah. And then, so then I finished then on a real high, if you like, with my, my sort of undergraduate. And I sort of fell, a, i say I fell a bit fortunate, but there was a lot of funding then from Nottingham Trent going into sports at the university. And I managed to sort of be offered a scholarship then to stay on and do a master's, which was really good. And at that point then, they were sort of attracting lads in from, you know, like your Lincolns, I think we had a couple of lads from Scunthorpe, Colchester, and these were all from their exit trials. And all of a sudden, we had a team that you were like, whoa, and we were playing like football that like, you know, no disrespect to the Midland Premier League, but you go to some places, you wouldn't even dream of playing on that type of football. But, the, you know, I don't know if you've seen them, but the university pitches are all pretty sharp and... uh yeah, we had a really good year. We won our varsity and um, we won the uh, we won the Prem that year as well. So it's sort of my uni football sort of finished the last two years on an absolute high. And, you know, some of the long coach journeys on a Wednesday when everybody else is at work, you're travelling back from like Durham after winning 2-0 with the lads. You can only imagine what it was like. But, but no, it was, it was really good. And I definitely, even now, if some of the younger lads were talking to me about university, I'd say you've got to get involved, no matter what university you're at. Some obviously are better than others, but... Um, I think I, I was quite fortunate in the time that I joined Nottingham Trent, you know, that it was a, a key part of their philosophy, if you like, to, to invest in sport.
0: I think that was under Noel Whelan. Yeah, so yeah. That must have been something for a Coventry City season ticket holder.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I've got vague memories of Noel Whelan at sort of Highfield Road. <laughs> Sorry, I forget how young
0: you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, very vague, but um, it was more sort of Robbie Keane for me. Um, but my dad has got obviously he, he remembers pretty well. But um yeah, so obviously you can imagine Noel's um experience, his changing room approach. So we had a we had a very technical coach, Alessandro Battrini, who's um who's actually gone on to be part of the Leeds United setup now and he's um he's sort of I think he's head of under tw- head head of under twenty three goalkeeping or something something along those lines, but he's doing really well. Obviously he got promoted last year, but really sort of studied the game and uh so you had him as the sort of manager with Noel as the coach and the two really worked well together. Alessandro actually moved on then for the final year, but Tom Tom Shaw, who was an ex sort of pro, came in, um sort of Cambridge United, Lincoln, that type of those type of uh, teams and um yeah, Noel and him again worked really, really well. But you I mean, I wouldn't like to tell you some of the stories Noel had to tell us. <laughs> um but you can only imagine what it was like. And you know, just just to be in and around somebody that's sort of been there, done it pretty much what okay he could have probably maybe done international level but he's played in the premiership i mean just just to sort of learn learn from those type of people and you know even he he was so keen to get involved in training yeah. it was like you know like a lot of coaches they'll sort of let you let you get on with it tell you what to do he was like leading the way and he he didn't give two sh- i think he went through someone he was he was at the front of it all but um no, yeah, he's, a, he's not, and I still, I still speak with Noel now every now and then. You know, I don't actually think he's at the university anymore, but he, uh, he's playing. Um, he's got quite a. He followed, He's obviously on the leads. I think BBC, BBC Radio Leeds, He's um, doing a lot of like the commentary and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a really good guy. Really lucky to sort of work alongside him. Really
0: rejoined us a few years ago. You are now a vice captain. You've been here all in. You've been here a lot longer than I have. <laughs> so I'm dying to. Ask about your ambitions for the club. Where do you want this place to go in, in the rest of your career?
1: Oh God, I think my ultimate ambition would to be to be part of, you know, something with the club where we could get to the next level. Because for me, the and I'm sure there's a there's many people in our team, Woody, Crossy, those type of people, EMK, they've all played at, if not one level, certainly two levels above. And I think, I just think it's, uh, you know, it starts to feel a little bit more, Professional, if you like, and uh, I think, like I say, the quality of this league is getting, without a doubt, there's there's definitely uh, been improvements in terms of quality. But I just think, you know, you go to some really nice places like Sheffield FC, the oldest football club in history, and like those type of places is is, is really good. Um, I think that that would be my ultimate ambition. Um, but we'll we'll see. Like I, I've got so much respect for for the way sort of. This football clubs ran because you've seen it in the past, and you know you speak to a lot of people and hear a lot of rumors around the leagues. And I think you've you've seen some clubs give it a real go one year, two years, and then three years later they've they've not got a club. Um, whereas I think you know there's many people in that in the room over there that um, are proud to sort of you know proud of the history behind the Sphinx and the way the clubs ran is like it's very welcoming and approachable. But um, yeah, I think it'd be great to be part of a competitive squad that goes and really sort of challenges for the title. And I mean, obviously, there's a long way to go this year. Um, not I'm not sort of writing it off or anything like that. Obviously, we need to sort of pick up after a couple of iffy results this week. Um, but yeah, we've just got to see where we can go. I think that's my that's my ultimate goal, though.
0: Thanks again to Guesty for this week's chat. We haven't had the best of weeks at Coventry Sphinx, but there's no less up. We've certainly got a pair of big games ahead of us now. On Tuesday, we're at home against Selston, which is rearranged from what should have been our first league game of the season. Then on Saturday, we're off up the motorway again for an away match at Newark, where it didn't go so well for us last year. So there'll be plenty to talk about, I'm sure. That's all for this week. Sean Thomas and I will be back in seven days or so to catch up again. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Commentary Sphinx podcast, a Sphinx football production. For more of our podcasts, visit sphinxfootball.com.